Welcome to the All People's Church podcast. We believe in loving God, strengthening families, and developing leaders. We are so excited for you to hear this life-changing message recorded live at one of our worship experiences. Remember to share and subscribe to this podcast and enjoy the message. I felt a prophetic flow. I'm going to get to the word. I felt a prophetic flow this morning. I sense it again. and I'm going to do this. How many of you received a phone blast from me this week? I sent out a phone blast. If you're not on there, all you have to do is give your name to the, to the administration team there. And every, every once in a while, I'm not, I'm not soliciting anything from you. But sometimes I just get uh, you know, a word of the Lord. And this week, in the middle of the night, I felt the Lord give a word to tell the people to say, what the enemy has meant for evil, God's going to turn for good. What the enemy has meant for evil, and so many of you, so many of you, the enemy has tried to crush you, tried to destroy you, literally tried to take your faith and tried to take your life, and everything, whether you've lost jobs, you've lost loved ones, and, 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 and you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to minimize anything, but here's what I do know, that what the enemy means for evil and darkness, God is going to turn for your good. I saw this, I'm, I'm watching this happen, I'm watching this happen uh, even, even in our own home, in our own lives with that, you know, with that accident that honestly could have taken Pastor Carolyn. I'm beginning to see God begin to turn, begin to turn what the enemy meant for evil. And the moment the Lord said to me, change your speech, change your talk, change the way you're dealing with this scenario, I saw the hand of God begin to move. Amen. Second. Second thing that was quickened to me yesterday, I want to speak to the women. I began to be in the Word of God Saturday, Saturday morning, till about from when I get up till about noon. I just love to be in prayer. I love to be in the Word and just getting, getting my message, you know, getting my message ready. And, and I began to think of, of the season being a miraculous season, particularly when it comes to being pregnant, literally pregnant. I'm going to talk to you about spiritual pregnancy, but right now I'm talking about natural pregnancy pregnancy. We have two women in the story today, one being Mary. Mary Mary was impregnated, we know, by the power of the Holy Spirit. It, it, it was supernatural in that people had nothing to do with it. It was purely God. But Elizabeth, who is related to Mary, you know, Jesus and John are cousins. Elizabeth and Zechariah, her husband, also had a supernatural encounter, but God used natural means. In other words, God was involved, but they got pregnant the old-fashioned way, where Mary got pregnant a very different way. But in both cases, I want you to understand, we are in a miraculous season. Ladies, listen to me. Some of you, some of you that have lost babies, some of you that have been desiring babies, some of you that have, I know people that have gone through in vitro and all kinds of things, spent all kinds of money. I'm telling you particularly, a man can't understand this, but, but the a desire of a woman's heart and life and fulfillment is to have children. And when we live in a world where we see so many children aborted, so many children abandoned, and then those that so desperately desire them cannot have them. How many understand we live in a broken world? But listen to me. God is not the author of death. God is not the author of barren wombs. Listen, in the Old Testament, 
what seemed to, listen, watch, the, go read this. I don't have time this morning. But go and find in the Old Testament the patriarchs and their wives that looked like they had a curse on them was actually a blessing from God that what the enemy meant to shut up their wombs, God opened their wombs. But the currency of, listen, ladies, listen online, the currency of heaven is faith. You must have faith. You want to you negotiate with God? You want to deal with God? Can I use those vernaculars? You cannot do it without faith. The Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith. We must believe. This is why the enemy is constantly, listen, if, if he could take your faith, you're finished. If he can take your belief, if he can distort your mentality of who God is and, and that somehow he's the author of suffering, he's the, he's the author of, of depriving you, that, that he is the author of punishment, garbage, lies. He is not. He's the God of life. And the, and the word of the Lord is this. What did, the, what did the Lord say to Adam and Eve? He said what? Multiply. Be fruitful, have children, fill the earth. And so I'm, I just want to speak faith. I want to speak a word of faith because it's been quick. If you need prayer, you come and see me. I'll lay hands on you. I, I, I saw God do this in India with a, with a pastoral couple. They couldn't have children. Now I watch them on Facebook. Every time I see them, they're having another child. I'm like, whoo, that anointing went quite away. Come on, somebody. God can do the impossible. Look at Philippians. Philippians 1.6, my friend says this, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He that has begun a good work. I want to talk to you this morning about God who has begun a good work is faithful. He is reliable. He is dependable. He's going to complete it. He's going to finish the work that he started in you. Turn to somebody and say, he's going to finish the work. <laughs> See, my friends, let, 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 us, let us not be too quick in judging others because daddy is still at work. We ought to all carry signs around us saying, under construction. We, we are, we're not finished yet. We are, we are a work in progress and God is faithful. God, God works. Can I say this? God works even when we mess it up. God works even when we make mistakes. God, God works even sometimes when we, when we doubt, when we're like a Zechariah that's going to put his foot in his mouth and he's going to sabotage the plan of God. Then the angel says, zip it. Zip it. Don't abort what God is about to do. And then in Galatians 4.19, Paul says this, My little children, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Till Christ is formed in you. Now, I want to talk this morning about Mary. I'm going to get to Luke in just a moment. Leave me good to go. I know I've worked you hard today. I want to talk about Mary. See, Mary is an incredible woman, and, and, and Mary is an incredible leader. But you know, in the Protestant world, we ignore Mary because the Roman Catholics have elevated her to divinity. Now, here's the truth Mary is not divine. She is the mother of Jesus, but she's not the mother of God. God doesn't have a mother. <laughs> he has no beginning. He has no end. No, nobody birthed God. But, but they have taken her, and they've made her the, 
you know, this divine individual and, and we have even we have stations, radio stations, TV stations that are constantly praying to Mary 24-7 because they have, a, they have this idea that Mary has an in with Jesus and so if you can't get through to Jesus, then you go to Mary and then, you know, Jesus is going to do it for his mother, but he's not going to do it for you. But my friends, I have news for you that he is your intermediary. You don't need anybody else. You have full access. Matter of fact, the Bible says with boldness. You don't need saints. You don't, you don't need any intermediary. Jesus is the one. His ears are open to your cry. She's an incredible woman, incredible leader. So because of this divinity, Protestants are like, oh, no, we don't want to talk about her. We don't want to touch her. But she's a phenomenal woman. The, the angel said of her, Mary, you are, you are blessed and highly favored. You know, and every week I, I, I've been giving the sermons a, a title. You know, I was going to call it, Mary, Did You Know? <laughs> and that song irritates me. And, and the more it irritates me, you know, we've got such characters in our church. Like as the, as the children were singing this song, I don't want to mention names like people like Candice and Ranjeev and... And, 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 and they, you know, Noelle, like the people are texting me. They're sending me notes. And, and I should have brought it up here about, Pastor, I didn't know. Mary, sign Mary. I didn't know. Yes, Mary knew. Angels spoke to Mary. Prophets spoke to Mary. Now, did Mary know every last detail? No. Do you know every last detail? No. Is God going to give you every last detail? No. Because church, we can't handle every last detail. And God says there has to be something to my mystery and who I am. And there has to be something to trust and faith. And, and probably, here's the truth. If you and I really knew the path that God would take us, you wouldn't go. You'd be like, man, I'm going over there. <laughs> well, I'm not going through that season. Oh, no, no way. So God is smarter than us. And he gives us, he gives us glimpses, but not entire clarity. And so... Did Mary know? Mary knew. But did Mary not know? Mary didn't know some things either. But eventually she came to her own son and said, my God and my Savior. In other words, the very child that she birthed would literally save her soul. But she's a remarkable woman. It was Mary, and I'm fast-forwarding into the life of Jesus, it was Mary that at the, at the wedding feast of Cana, I'm doing a wedding today. It was, it was Mary that said to Jesus, they've run out of wine. You know? I love what Bishop, Bishop's interpretation of that is this. When Jesus and the disciples showed up, the wine ran out. And he says, Mary was like saying to Jesus, you know, you and the boys caused this problem, you solve it. Mary said, woman... <laughs> I can never figure that out because if I ever called my mother woman, I would have got shot in the face. <laughs> she, she'd have been like, whack, you know. <laughs> Picked you up and hit you again. He said, you know, my, my time has not yet come. And she like ignores him. Turns to the keeper of the wine. and She says, whatever he tells you to do. My friends, she literally thrust him into ministry. She, she really said, listen, listen, I don't know, listen, I know you. 
I've been living with you 30 years. I, I remember the prophecies. I remember the angel that came to me. I remember the, what has been told about me. And I think your time is now, and it's now. <laughs> I miss my mom. There, there is nothing like a mom. Huh? That, that propels you even into your spiritual destiny that even when Jesus said, it's not my time, she was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> Woo, thank yes, thank God for praying mothers and for, and for praying grandmothers and people that, man, people that just believe the best in you. Huh? People that just want to draw the potential that's out of you. And this is what I want to talk about today. I, you know, I think a better song than Mary, did you know, is Breath of Heaven. Kimberly, do you know that song? Praise Jesus. She's like, oh, pastor, let me get it right now. <laughs> Breath of Heaven is a powerful, is a powerful song. But, but I want you to understand this about Mary. Three things that I, that I want you to see because Mary... Is, is not only an example to us, Mary is a prototype. As we are on this journey, as we are on this, this faith walk with God, in this season, not only of the miraculous, but in the season of expectancy. Now let's be honest, nobody's ever going to be Mary. That assignment was given to one woman. You're going to birth the Messiah. You're going to have this child. So you and I, we're not, we're not here. Nobody's ever going to get the assignment to birth the Messiah because he was born once and for all. But watch this. From a spiritual standpoint, we have seasons when we become spiritually pregnant. We call this vision. We, we call this dreams. We, we receive promises of the Lord. As a matter of fact, right now, you know, I, I have a word on December 31st that that the Lord has given me regarding the new year and regarding vision. And in other words, as I've been in the presence of God, you become impregnated with his desires, his dreams, his will. Pastor, where do we get pregnant? You know where you get pregnant? In the chamber of the Lord. Oh, somebody's got to hear that. You say, well, pastor, I've never been pregnant. Maybe you haven't been in the chamber where intimacy occurs. I've said to you before, if you remain in the vicinity of the Lord long enough, God will speak to you. That's what we've called this sermon series. Have you heard? Have you heard of this baby? Have, have you heard of this child? Have, have you heard of the silent night? Have you heard of the destiny? Here's my very first point. I want you to understand. I'm coming to the word. Number one, Christ in me. Christ in me physically, he was in Mary. Spiritually, he's in you and I. Now, I noticed my friend Phil. Phil, stand up for a moment. Can we? Phil just, well, he didn't have a baby, but the Patty, they just had a baby girl. Uh, yeah, newest member. Congratulations, Phil. Three girls, you're outnumbered now. Plus Patty, four. My God, you better come to my office for counseling. <laughs> you're going to be like me. And then they, they got a dog, and the dog was a girl. And I'm like. <laughs> we, we, we had to hire Pastor Jason just to balance the staff a little bit. 
As Pastor Mo and I, when one of us wasn't here, we were badly outnumbered. We couldn't take it. And uh, if one of us was, we were like, please, please come into the office. <laughs> but Patty is, you've met her, she's like petite and short. In the last few days there, she was probably as wide, Patty, no disrespect. She was probably as wide as she was tall. And you know what? I would watch her come into the sanctuary and she didn't walk the same. Huh? She didn't, she didn't look the same. Most likely, and obviously I don't know this part, but I, I'm sure that Patty has stretch marks now that she didn't have before. But you see, when, when you're pregnant, everything changes. When you're pregnant, spiritually speaking, you don't walk the same. You don't look the same. You, you get stretched. You get indigestion. You, you, your, your, your senses are, are just all over the map. There, there might even be foods that you used to like that now you can't stand, and you don't know why. Ladies, can I get an amen? amen. Sometimes it can even impact the marital relationship because... Even in intimacy, things are different. And, and even after the baby is born, then, then that baby has such a draw on the mother that if, fellas, listen, that if you're not mature enough, it's going to cause problems in your marriage. Pregnant people are different. But you know what? Every pregnant woman that I've met that has ever spoken to me has said, Pastor, as much as I love to be pregnant, this baby has got to come out. I've had it. I can't tell. Out. They even say to me, pray, pray, pray that God comes to water. Get this baby out. Now, watch, watch, watch what I'm about to tell you. I didn't even say this is the 9 a.m., but watch this. If the baby remains in the womb too long, complications arise. There is a right time. There is a natural time for that baby to come out because if that baby gets too big, then we're going to have complications and problems. And my friends, listen, spiritually speaking, some of God's people are just perpetually pregnant. Never birthing. Never birthing the thing that God has given them to birth. They just always want to be pregnant. But God says, yes, get pregnant, but then give birth to the things that I'm asking you to do. And I'm asking you to accomplish that and get the baby out because why? Jesus is growing in us. But watch this. He doesn't want to remain in us in the sense of being in a baby form the entire time. This is why Paul said, oh, they don't know that it's Paul, but in Hebrews, we believe that it's, I believe that it's Paul. You know, he said, you, you ought to be eating meat. But man, all you can take is milk. Huh? How much milk can you drink, church? How many, how many bottles have to be warmed up for you? Huh? Before you say, you know what, enough of this bottle. Give me some meat. I'm watching my grandson, who basically, for months on end, all he lived on was milk, 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 milk. Now he's like, meat, 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 meat. And he knows the difference. He's got these little sharp razor teeth right there. And he knows the difference between, mm, I don't want that stuff. I want the good stuff. Don't you want the good stuff of God? 
Don't, don't you want some meat? God, give me, give me some meat. Give me some things that I can, give me some meat that I can handle. Liam, you doing okay? There's a scripture in the Old Testament. I'm going to bring this out on the 31st. Let me whet your appetite a little bit. A little scripture in the Old Testament that says this. If you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, how will you contend with horses? You're like, Pastor, what, what, what are you talking footmen? No, look, here's, here's what God is saying. In the day of battle, if you have, if you have battled with soldiers and you're exhausted, what are you going to do when they introduce horses into the battle? And my friends, Paul speaks to Timothy and he says, he says, be a good soldier. This is a, an analogy of you and I that not only we're the children of God, but how many know that we're in a fight? He says, the footmen have wearied you and, and now the enemy is introducing horses into the battle and God's people are exhausted. But listen, you can't go to war if you got a bottle in your mouth. You need some weaponry. You need to be armed. And you need to get up every day and say, I'm armed and dangerous. Huh? And people that are, listen, people that are in battles get shot and they get and they get scars, and they get wounds, and, and they get up and fight. <laughs> Come on. You say, Pastor, sometimes we, yeah, we get injured. Yeah, we're bleeding all, yeah. I, I love these medieval, I love these medieval stories, you know. They get, they, they get arrows shot through them, and they just snap off the arrow, and they, they get right back into the fight. They go like flesh wound. It's like John Wick. <laughs> How many times can that boy get shot and stabbed? And Pastor Mo and I have this thing about John Wick. <laughs> Woo, come on, say Christ in me. But then watch this. Not only is Christ in us, but then Christ through us. Christ happening through me, this this baby that was birthed in me now all of a sudden wants to grow, wants to develop. He, he, he wants the words of prophecy. Why, why was Mary rejoicing? Why did Mary break out in song? Because she said, the prophecy that was spoken to me has come to pass. The word of the Lord, the, the promises that God gave me have come to pass. This is why we rejoice when God is good to us, when God blesses us. But when we see the word of our, of our lives come to pass step by step, then we begin to rejoice because we recognize God's word is true. What he said is true. His promises are real. They're, they're a reality. He's a God I can believe in, I can depend on. But what do we hear today? All the noise that God doesn't care, God's not listening, God's not watching, God is not able, God's not interested. You know what the Lord says? Well, actually, here's what it says of the Lord. It says, he that sits in the heavens shall laugh. He laughs at our knowledge. He laughs at our ideas. He laughs at the way that people try to remove him from the equation. Will you help me pray something? Help me, I'm online. I want you to, listen, listen. I was talking with somebody from the States yesterday and 
And we were talking about all the Latinos that are literally coming into America by the thousands. Because the Democrats, much like our liberals, believe that if we let them in the country illegally, then, you know, these people, we don't care about these people. All we care about is that they will vote for us. But you know what I would love to see happen? I would love to see a mighty move of God amongst those very people that are coming into America, illegal, legal, whether they're criminals, gangmen, just innocent people, whatever they are, I would love to see God move amongst the Latinos in such a powerful way and turn the table. See, God says, I see your agendas, I see your plans, I, I see your motivation, I, I hear the talk how you want to control population and how you think there's too many people in the earth and how you want to what? How you want to just have the elite people. Sounds like World War II Germany. How you want to wipe out probably the majority of the people in the third, country, in the third world, right? The poor people, the, the people that don't know any better. So the, all the intelligent and the wise and the noble and the rich and the super elitists can have their way. And God says, I'm watching all this and I'm laughing at you. I'm going to turn the tables on you. Oh, church, I, I, you know, I wish I could buy a front seat ticket when some of these people have to meet Jesus face to face. Huh? When the, when the Bill Gates of the world that tell people we need to wipe out populations, I just can't wait till they face Jesus face to face. Man, I want to get my popcorn out. He wants to happen through you. The prophecy, the, the word of the Lord, this is, this is why the angel said to Mary, you shall call him Emmanuel, God with us. This is God's heart. I want to be with you. I want to be moving through you. I want to be happening through your life on a daily basis. I want to have impact. Yesterday morning, yesterday was an amazing day. I'm sitting, I'm just sitting at my table. I don't know what I was doing at that time. I'm just sitting at the kitchen table and I sense the Lord say to me, text this family. Ask them, how they are doing and I'm and I'm texting and as I'm texting the Lord says no be more specific ask them about their finances person's like pastor I can't believe you're you're calling me I can't believe you're texting me I should say that just this morning she said you know I was praying and the Lord gave me a word and now here you are not not a few hours later operating this way and asking me but you know, my friends, let me tell you something. When, when God asks you to do something like that, he's expecting you to do something about it. Isn't this what James said? James said, don't just, don't just say to people, well, God bless you, you know, be warm. And No, no, no. He said, do something about it. Let, let your feet take action. Let, the, let your faith take action. Isn't this, why, isn't this why we feed the poor? Isn't this why we have the food hub? Because, because we love Jesus, not because we want to feel good about ourselves, because we love Jesus and we want our faith to have action. Put our mouth or put our money where our mouth is. That, that James says this, show people that you have faith by your works. Christ through me. I'll tell you, church, there, there's nothing more phenomenal 
than to know you've heard from God and then you impact people in the point of their need where people say, only God could have told you. You can only know this because God revealed it to you. And then their faith in their father, their faith in their father is increased because they know that father loves them enough to speak to another member of the body to help that need be met. It is, it is so humbling to say, God, that you would use me, that, that I could be part of the mission, that I could be part of the assignment. And listen, you're like, well, pastor, that's your job. Listen, it's all our job. That's why we put these invitation cards out there because I'm, I'm making a sound. I'm making a sound on the airwaves. Come back to the house of God. I'm calling you back to the house of God. You say, pastor, don't you hear government saying we should isolate, we should, no, no, no. I am hearing from God. Get back to the house of God. God has great plans. There's my third point because I got to land this plane. Are we doing okay? Everybody say, God in me. Then Christ through me. And then watch this, Christ around me. Christ impacting my, my life, my world, my sphere. You know, we, 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 just, we just romanticize this Christmas story. My friends, listen, this, this poor girl who's just living a normal Jewish life, thinking, I'm engaged, I'm gonna get married, we're gonna have a little house, we're gonna build a little family. All of a sudden she gets an, you know, an invitation from God. Her life becomes uncomfortable, her life becomes inconvenient. All of a sudden she begins to show, she now has to try to explain to Joseph and to people, I didn't do this, God did this. Imagine Joseph saying, listen, Mary, don't add insult to injury. You know, what you've done is bad enough. Now you're going to lie about it. But because the Bible says he was a righteous man, he was just going to put her aside quietly because literally he could have had her stoned, killed. He's like, you know what, Mary, I'm just going to put you. But then the angel of the Lord, you know what? I thank God that God has our back. Yeah. <laughs> when, when we trust God, God says, I'll defend you. When, when you can defend yourself, my friends, when you can't explain your world, when, when you can't explain what's going on because of the expectancy that's in you, and then God says, I'm going to have to explain it for you, and then Joseph has a dream, and God says, Joseph, this is God. The girl's telling you the truth. God around me. It wasn't a good time for Messiah to be born. Israel's under Roman rule, under, or, or, you know, under oppression, under tyranny. It, you know what? It wasn't a good time to have a baby, let alone the Messiah. And yet Paul says, in the fullness of time, God said, this is exactly the time that I want. This is exactly the right time. My friends, listen, God will come to you at times and you may say, Lord, it's, it's not the right season. It's, it's not the right time. The, the family's not in the right place. The, the money's not in the right place. And, and, and so on and so forth. But my friends, listen, when God says it's time, make it be time. Make the adjustments. Phil and Patty, if I can, you know, they already had two daughters. One, one daughter just was, was one of the main leads in, in the children's production. 
And she was amazing. Maybe their attitude is, well, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't need another baby. Evidently you do. Stop telling God it's not time. Stop telling God it's inconvenient. Stop telling God you don't have enough money. Stop telling God you don't have enough education. Stop telling God you don't have enough degrees. Stop telling God you don't come from the right side of the tracks. Stop telling God all your excuses and just say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do what you say. I'm going to trust you. God will have your back. The world around you. You know, let me close with this. I think sometimes we miss these moments in God. I, I was in the Caribbean on ministry. And I met somebody there, quote unquote, by, really by accident. I was introduced to a family member of the pastor that I was staying with. And it was, hi, how are you? And then they were invited to one of our meetings. And in the meetings, I talked about tattoos. Later on, this very individual that I was introduced to has, a, they're not even hidden, like, you know, and, and she came up to me, and, and, uh, and then when I saw the tattoos, I said, oh, are you angry at me? <laughs> she said, no, I like you, I like your, I like your speaking, and we just connected, we connected on Facebook, and then yesterday she, you know, she private messaged me, and I didn't know if it was her, I didn't know if it was like a scam so I said, hey, is this really you? And she said, it is. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden in, in that moment, I don't know, I think I spent about an hour on, on just private message yesterday. Pastor Carol had gone out just, just talking to this person, building them up in the faith, building them up in God, destroying some of the lies of the enemy in her own heart and mind. And, and my friends, watch this. I, I saw God. I said, Lord, I said, that was just a casual meeting, a casual conversation that I didn't even know was going to lead anywhere. She's not even in our country. And here I am through technology because God happens around me. Not only does God happen in me and through me, but around me because he wants to impact the world that I'm in. The writer of Hebrews, again, he said, you know what? He said, be careful sometimes even with strangers. He says, you might not even know that you're entertaining angels. Be careful of some of the quote, unquote, weird people you come across. You know, I'm just thinking about some of the, some of the beggars, even on 410. You know, sometimes they, you know, and, and I recognize there's scams everywhere and we have to be careful. Like, don't, don't let people into your car. I, I understand we have to have wisdom, but, but I wonder if there aren't just these God moments that we don't get set up for that maybe it might be angels. God's saying, how will you respond? I want you to stand with me. We're going to close with the reading of the word out of Luke. And by the way, it all starts in Luke 1.45 where Elizabeth says to Mary, Blessed is she who believed, for there it will be fulfillment of those which were told of her of the Lord. Now look at, look at verse 46 and we'll close with the reading of the word. And then Mary said, she responds to her cousin Elizabeth. Then Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. In other words, they're, they're going to call me happy. 
That's really what it means. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. My friends, listen, the Bible is very clear. God resists the proud, but he exalts the humble. He has put down the mighty from their thrones. And I'm telling you, people are coming off their high horse. You watch. It's already started. I've told you with this trial, I'm telling you, people are coming off their thrones. He has scattered the proud of the imagination of their hearts. He's put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich, he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever, and Mary remained with her about three months, and she returned to her house. So I want you to help me to send a message to our dear brother, Ranjeev, who is at home. And I want the entire congregation to say to Ranjeev, Mary knew. Can you tell him that right now? <laughs> tell Ranjeev, say, Ranjeev, Mary knew. Oh, I'm just going to get some hate mail later on. Praise Jesus. Church, I love you. God has incredible things for you. Father, worship team, come on up. Kimberly, come on up and let's, um, I don't know, what, I, I just believe we need to end in, in worship to God. But Father, I thank you this morning that there would be a spirit of expectation within us. An expectation that we're going to bring to birth <laughs> the things of God, Christ in us, Christ through us, Christ around us. That Lord, you are here to change our world. First of all, you're here to change us. But you are here to change our world. I, I bless your people that are here. I bless those that are watching online. And may they know the peace and the joy and the anticipation of this season which we celebrate the birth of our Savior. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All God's people said.